Okay, and welcome back to Person of Interest with me, Natalie Jones. How are you? Today we have Vernon Jackson. You may know him as a barber. He's at Cuts by Cuts by Vernon Jackson. He's on Instagram as the best one, as in the numeral period. And uh, he goes by Vernon Element Jackson. He's an author. He's a barber. He's a speaker. He's been featured on NBC, Nine on Your Side. He is an author. He's a poet. He's a leader in his community. The man speaks with integrity. He speaks very honestly. I met him at a party that was a going away party for a mutual friend. And I sat next to him on um, on a bench. And immediately he was like, girl, you better get up. I got somebody else coming back here to sit down. But within the 30 seconds that conspired after that, we got to talking and I realized he is a very interesting person and he's got to be on the podcast. So I asked him that night, yo, okay, I got to go, but let's be on my podcast, whatever. Here's what happened. Vernon is amazing. Let's see, you got to check out his book. His book is all about dating from a man's perspective. Things that he wish he would have known, things that he wish he was told, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Advice for men and women. And the book is called Looking Glass, A Man's Reflections Within the Scope of Dating and Relationships. Check it out. Have a blast. We'll see you soon. With the Person of Interest <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, boy. Well, welcome to the Person of Interest podcast. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you. It was good meeting you that uh, the, the night. You know, it was, uh, it was yeah, for our, for our friend Derek, you know, and Savvy was on the, on the ones and twos doing her thing. Yeah, dude. And what's great is I love and respect both of them so much. When yeah. you're at a place with good people, then more good people were there. And I can mm-hmm. say just knowing them, I was like, I trust everybody who's going to be here. Facts. I just know it's going to be good people. And it was. And it was. For sure. It definitely was. Um, so a backstory about person of interest. Okay. I invite people on this podcast that I think are dope for whatever reason. Awesome. You know? Awesome. Like the last person was a, a female financial advisor who empowers women to take control of their finances. The guy before that was a movie producer. The guy mm. before that was an international doctor, resumed. He was in Spain, you know. Wow. So just anyone I think's dope. So you fit that category. Hey, I, I received that. Yeah. I received that. When we had our conversation through Instagram, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, she, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you, you definitely had a dope energy. You definitely had a dope energy. And, um, and for you to be uh, forthright and intentional about communicating, uh, was really dope, and of course you love my puppy. Yeah, and I, and I think I think I think Harley was the reason I end up on the show, which is totally fine. You know, I'm like I'm used to it at this point, right? It's okay. They 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 meet me. Oh man, you're so great. Then they see the puppy. Like, oh my god, I love your puppy. Okay, it's your fault because uh, when we met, you you were intentional about like let's follow each other, and I was like let's go. For and then sure. the most recent video was of your dog, and then you said. Watch it with the sound on later, and I did. It was like, oh my god! Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so it yes, works. For it sure, works. It works. It works. For sure. So, um, <laughs> Vernon Jackson, you're pretty. I'm. Um, I'm lucky to meet you. Uh, yeah, our communities haven't meshed yet, but they're about to. Yeah, and yeah. it seems like you're really thriving it and a leader in yours. Ah, uh, I um, I, I, I yeah, I, I, I guess you can say that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I guess it's better. If, if someone else says it, it kind of feels weird if I yeah. say, yes, I'm a leader in my community <laughs> and, and I'm doing amazing things, you know, it's, it's, it feel, but because I don't do it from that place. I don't do it from, I don't, I don't live from a place to receive accolades. I live from a place to live out loud, to, yeah. you know, from a place of love and, and for me to, to do the things that I've been doing, mm-hmm. the way I've been doing them is, you know, like, yo, this is what is in me mm-hmm. and 
I feel like I'm going to burst if I don't share it, if I don't do it. Oh, my God. So I always say, I always say the soul burst. The you have to follow burst. it. You have oh. to let it flow. And you have to. Or yeah. else it's going to eat you alive. Facts. Facts. So cool. Good for you. So let's see. You are a poet. You are a writer. You are a barber. You are a business owner. You are a mentor of sorts. Yeah. And you are an author as well, amongst yes. other things. Yes. So re- the more I learned about Looking Glass, yeah. and... Um, I haven't read the book, yeah. you know, to be transparent, no um, but the more I read about it and mm-hmm. saw everything that you're doing, it obviously comes from a deep place. Yeah. It is really, really close to you. Yeah. And you seem so, you're so centered and you're so focused about it. Yeah, yeah. Which is really, really cool. Yeah. Can you tell me what, tell us a little bit about the book, Looking Glass. For sure. So Looking Glass was written from a place of a, a guy going through the dating process Mm-hmm. experiencing dating from an observer's perspective mm-hmm. that's like, well, like, there's so many misunderstandings that men and women have. And I came from a place I didn't understand women. I didn't, I was, I was never taught on how to understand women or how to talk to women, how to understand feelings or none of that, right? Mm-hmm. So taking that in consideration, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting, no matter how honest I am, I was getting misunderstood. And also, you know, it's also a process of what I went through via heartbreaks and um, and disappointments. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to, one, give women a perspective from a man's perspective without being hyper-masculine. It's a real vulnerable. Like, you may not even consider this because you never had to consider this. Mm-hmm. And then for guys to be able to say, like, man, that's exactly what I've been trying to say uh, how to articulate it because I didn't know yeah. how to, right? So I've been trying to mesh and give on a bigger picture an avenue for um, men and women or even wherever your dating situation is, right? Mm-hmm. Or even your friendships, your relationships, any relationship. Just for great relationships to prosper and grow, you it takes a level of vulnerability. It takes a level of being intentional about that, that you're, the place that you're in. So true. Can I tell you... Um, I mean, but for people to understand where that comes from mm-hmm. and how to identify it within themselves mm-hmm. takes a lot, too. So the fact yeah. that you're putting it out there is like, this is what's happening. And then other people can, you know, identify with that and, um, you know, take it and move forward. So there's something that really, um, this is a quote from, um, let's see, from the, uh, was it the description? I love this. We can no longer use what we weren't taught as reasons not to move forward and experience our um, and experience authentic love and healthy relationships. Instead, we must be intentional, which is so true. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, as a woman, we mm-hmm. do all um, just expect men to, like, take care of everything and, like, be there no matter what. Yeah, right. And then I love that you're speaking it for the man that's saying, no one actually really teaches us this. Some are taught. Yeah. Know, and some aren't. Right. But no matter what, all women and society just expects you to do it kind of without any compassion. Yeah. No matter what. Right. So to be honest, like, I can't imagine what it's like. Yo. You know? Yeah. But, you know, and, and when I started striking a book with the, with the metaphors and the comparisons that, in some capacity, like, you really do. You know? Anything that, you know, as a woman, you ever feel, felt as if, you know, someone was expecting of you, hell, even even masculine society or how to be a woman mm-hmm. and what you have to, you know, those expectations. The thing is, what I'm trying to do is, is encourage people 
to turn the tables so you can see it from a see the same reality from a different perspective that you can relate to oh how it feels to just be you know if a guy for a guy being only desired for money what you can do financially mm-hmm. for a woman it's like well it may be what you can provide sexually and physically and being pretty that nothing else matters besides that mm-hmm. that's a parallel right that if you understand a principle like we're, we're I don't. I see you past that, and I didn't know I was looking at you or treating you this way. I want to understand that. I want to. I don't. I don't want that idea of you any further. I want to connect with you on a human level. And how do I do that? Can you tell me some of the um, some of the titles of the chapters, like some some chapters and some of the um, specific topics that you're talking about in the book? Yeah. So really, I, I, there there's there aren't really like chapters. Okay. They're more like. Sections, okay, cool. yeah, yeah, like yeah. sections. Um, you know, uh, let me see here. Let me just see like here. break it down for a second. All right, so like I have a poem called "Emotional Survival." Um, the Veil is also a poem. Uh, like so mainly just quotes in here that I'm going by. Like so, I like, know yourself before dating intentionally. There's more like lines that I that I put together that mm-hmm. I wanted to like yo when you read in this set in, in this part. These are kind of the the quotes that may go more inside of it, or it's as a line itself that yo like know yourself before you start dating intentionally. It's as a little gem, like this is mm-hmm. just take that with you. you but know? It, you know, to be really honest, I'm mm-hmm. 36, yeah, and I still feel like I'm still figuring out who I am, yeah. And I feel like I we all are every day. You know what's crazy? Because of my, you know? my thumb, the value in solitude. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> like you know, but the thing is, like, so dating ourselves, right? Oh, I love that. Right. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, date yourself, date your city, date wherever you're in. You know, like date, like dating yourself requires a certain level of being vulnerable, a certain level of being intentional, asking yourself hard questions, being able to answer them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that at principle, when you engage with someone else, you have the capacity and the patience to grow through it and to become a new person with them. When did you decide that you wanted to write this book? So, honestly, I didn't even care about writing a book at first. Like, my editor, she came to the barbershop to get a haircut before I knew who she was. Uh-huh. She heard about me. I was low-key trying to, like, flirt for real, for real. You heard, well, she heard about like, you. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. Like, and she was like, I like, y'all write poetry and whatnot. She's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you write poetry. You should write a book. I'm like... Um, I don't even like reading poetry books. Why would I write one? Mm-hmm. And she was like, this is what she got me at. She says, Vernon, it's not about you. It's about your reader. So I, was, true. I mean, I was like. That's powerful. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? You got me there. You got okay. me there. Let's have coffee. <laughs> and I don't even drink coffee, but I had a water or tea or something like yeah. that. And I like, well, listen, I would write a book that has poetry in it. There's a compromise. Okay. That has poetry in it. But this is what I want to talk about. And that's how it happened. And I wrote the bulk of the book in like 30 days. Wow. Yeah, like 30 days. And then, but over the course of the next seven months, her editing it and I was adding things or taking things away. That was really came down to it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, a, you know, a pretty cool process. You I know, see, yeah. I, I like, listen, listen, I just want to be an artist. I just mm-hmm. want to create all the one. I'll pay you to take care of everything else. Just let me do this. Mm-hmm. Because my thing is, great partnerships are ones when both parties own 
what they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And you know what you bring to the table. And then wherever the disconnect is, you just communicate and talk through it and you find the best, you know, the best option out of both your wisdom. Did you find that um, working with her and that partnership that it helped you write the book? Because you were like building that kind of relationship. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was it was like you know, you know, to me, the, an editor or you know, or even from the people who who support me this whole time, um, uh, helped me see my blind spots. Mm-hmm. Right, like what is that I may be missing? Right, what you know, um, for her, what thought was I not? you know, clearly articulating, right? Because mm-hmm. I really wanted the book to be, I wanted I, I, I wanted women when they read the book to like, well, one, they may have their preconceived notion of what the book was about via the title, right? But when they read it, they're like, oh, this is more than that. Really? Yeah, and, I, and that's how I was able to differentiate people who had an opinion about the book like, oh, now how is, is a single guy, you know, who who's not in a relationship, knows anything about relationship? I'm, I'm like, not going to yeah. lie. When I read it, I was like, oh, I was like, this is, you're going to tell me? You're going to tell me what I need to know, what I need to think about this? Exactly. No woman likes being told what to do. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and if you read most of the, like, I have a lot of reviews, I have a lot of reviews from men, mm-hmm. but a lot more reviews from women who felt empowered. One woman said that she, like, I read the book once, I cried twice. Oh, right? yeah. You know, like, so there, so it's, there's there's a deeper experience about it, mm-hmm. right? And I just want to human, I just want to humanize people. I want to be like, yo, like, be your authentic human self. Come forth, right? And and, and stop trying to walk this life that in a in a job format, like walk it from a place of passion. Oh, that's not that easy. It isn't. It it's takes it easy. takes work. It takes being it intentional, takes, though. It takes practice. Yes, exactly. It takes practice. Exactly. And then, you gotta, and then it's like working that muscle towards anything else. You know, like, because mm-hmm. you get in certain situations, like, okay, so can you tell me, mm-hmm. you are the same Vernon when you're a barber, when you are volunteering, when you're grocery shopping, when you're sitting here, yes. when you're writing, when you're, you're the same yeah. no matter what. Yes, the only difference is, is either... The amount I smile and how much I'm use cuss words. That's it. True. That's it. True. You know, I'm gonna still talk my shit. Like I'm gonna still do my thing. I'm gonna still be Vernon Jackson. I'm gonna, you know, and you know, that's what I wanted. I mean, because mm-hmm. it it came from like working in, in in corporate, you know, corporate America, and some form of fashion, and like I just hated the idea that I'm I'm acting. Yeah, well, tell me more about that. So where are you from? I'm born and raised here. I'm born and raised here. Uh, Went to Princeton High School. Went to Scarlet Oaks for cosmetology. For Um, cosmetology? Oh, it's one of your barber. Yeah, yeah, well, Uh, well, well, doing hair. The barbering technique just came um, along the way when I wanted to focus more on cutting hair than actually styling hair because it was way more efficient and learning how to, like, you wow, know, like, yeah. Can you style my hair? I've never... I, I, can you tell I, it's just a, a I, mop? Listen, is I, it could, bothering I you? could, but I don't want to. Yeah, it does not bother me. <laughs> I don't give a shit, for real, for real. As okay. long as you're happy, you know, you shampoo your hair, you let it walk out, let it air dry. I get <laughs> it. I, I know, I know, I know. I, I, I work for, you know, uh, Supercuts, Great Clips, Um, you know, and uh, a few others before, and so I, so that's where you know, I, you know, I worked in my aunt's shop, you know, for a while, you mm-hmm. know. So I was styling hair and cutting hair. I was doing Caucasian hair and black hair and Mexican hair, right? Those mm-hmm. are my, my my predominant and, a, lot and of a little bit of Indians, there. yeah, mm-hmm. little Indians and little little um, Asians, you know. So 
So it was, I had a, a nice gamut. That's it. Yeah. So that, you're learning a lot there. Yeah, but I was like, you know what? There's too many options here. I'm just going to focus on cutting hair. Yeah. <laughs> okay? <laughs> There's too many options. And so yeah. then, uh, do you feel like you've made your... Hold on. All right. So you went to school for cosmetology. Right. Right? Uh-huh. And then what happened after that? After that, I, I didn't... You know, I, did, I, I went to school for that trade because I didn't know if I wanted to go to college or not. Mm. If I was going to go to college, I didn't want to make regular college money right so but if i didn't go to college i know i have something i can kind of like you know fund something i can do that paid really well mm-hmm. and go from there and nice. so yeah so that's what i did and for a while i felt i fell out of love with it until a friend of mine brought me back into the picture like yo like don't give up on it i'm working on something he got me back in the shop my friend um devin johnson mm-hmm. um uh you rest in peace like great guy great guy and he got me back into back into the shop yeah. And so, do you, I mean, barbershop is, um, that community and presence is something I know nothing about. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh-huh. do you feel like it's more of a community than just cutting hair? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely like, you know, it's, it's definitely a business aspect of it, and it's definitely a relationship aspect of it, and mm-hmm. they can be blurred at times. I think, I think I'm doing a pretty good job of balancing out in rhythm. You know, like, this is my business. I am the owner, X, Y, and Z. Um, we have a friendship component. Um, aspect to it mm-hmm. however friendly doesn't equal friendship and we're here to take care of business right Ooh, so walking you know, that line is blurry yeah, sometimes yeah it, it, it can be right so yeah. I, so in so in the same way i had a grooming how to grow up in relationship dating how to groom and grow up in terms of relationship with clients and with you know business partners and negotiations and conversations and all that type of stuff everything is is like that. I'm a Capricorn, so I guess I, you know I'm, I'm all about that structure. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, can you tell you gotta, me? Can you tell me like something that you've learned like specifically through um, uh, navigating that uh, professional and you know social relationship with people? I think definitely the biggest thing. I guess in the quote I said before, like uh, friendly doesn't equal friendship. And my prices are my prices. And when I'm going up for my prices, it's reflecting my, my, the value of my time, which is my most valuable asset mm. when it comes to that craft, when it comes to that skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so because having clients who come from, you know, um, barbershops and barbershop experiences where they were, you know, they were like, you know, they could be friendly mm. and then get like friendship, you know, treatment and whatnot. I'm like, yo, like you friendly because you don't want me as like like your server to spit in your food. You you you're friendly because you want to make sure I, you get the best experience from a good and neutral place. Mm-hmm. But let's make us friends though. And if you and if you really my friend, you will respect my price. Have you, had, my have you ever had anyone take advantage of you in that way? Um I mean the the, the only advantage that people took from me and and as if as what I gave. Mm. You know, which was when I knew that I'm not. I wasn't comfortable with either a discount. Well, I knew that I wasn't comfortable with, with operating below the standard of the service of getting people in and out within 30 minutes. Where I tell my clients, listen, when it comes to price, you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. So therefore, so, so therefore, if I'm getting you in and out within 30 minutes versus then staying in a barbershop for two or three hours at a time, yeah, you do the math, right? Man. Well, it sounds like you, you go through everything, obviously, with intention and passion. Have you ever had your heart broken? 
Did that come through? Oh my god! I mean, I guess a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and and that's you know one of life's greatest lessons. So one one of my favorite um, quotes from a woman who read who read the book. She's married. She is married. And she said, and this is the only person who's ever articulated her her experience in reading the book like this. She said, I read your book and it was like, like he's had his heart hurt and he's writing because he doesn't want anyone else to experience that same kind of pain the same Aww, way. And she yeah. told me this when I was down at down at Copa, right? And I was down there, it was on a Friday night. So I was like, I'm like, I'm 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 getting it. It's like <laughs> I read your book, like, oh really? Let's talk. <laughs> Then she hits with this deep perspective of it. I'm like, wow. Like, it, it is, it is, she stopped it is, in her tracks. Yo, in my tracks, right? You know, like, so I'm like, yo, I'm like, do I, I'm like, I didn't know how to respond after that. Like, do I, mm-hmm. do I cry right here? Like, an mm-hmm. emotion? Like, this is exactly what I wanted to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want no one else to hurt like this, you know, oh, like that. Yeah. Because essentially, that's what it is. It's because, you know, even though I, I don't want to prevent anyone from going through their life process, mm-hmm. the only way that we're going to grow is by going through that life process. And you know what's invaluable about that is it doesn't matter. I feel like we're born and raised, and somehow we think that that happens when you're young, and then you go through it, and then you, um, I don't know, you grow up, and then everything's fine. Yeah. But that's not how it works at all. It doesn't nah. matter how old you are or what profession you do or where you come from. Like, um, heartbreaking learning from it happens to everyone and at such different times. Yeah. You're always learning. Yeah. Like, for instance, um, I mean, I know people in their 50s and 60s mm-hmm. who I have way more knowledge about love and relationships than mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. They've been married to the same person for 50 years and they just don't know. Right. You know, and then also they get divorced when they're 50 and they're like, holy crap. Right. How do we do all of this? Right, right. And so it's good for anyone of any age. Yeah. And then also circle back. Do you think you got over your heartbreak? Yeah, I did. I did. I got on my heartbreak once I started like doing that personal healing of holding myself accountable, mm-hmm. and then also like letting go of you know in my new book I'm writing, like you're like letting go of like the past, like 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 really like don't worry about like, yesterday is done. You cannot compare the person of today to the person of yesterday, right? Yeah. So there's all the things even for myself I had to you know um, had to take ownership of, and like you know what like. People, humans are humans. And yeah. We're all trying to figure this thing out. My responsibility was what I allowed myself, which I will always do, before I put the blame or whatever on anybody else, I'm going to take ownership of what I allowed to have happen. Mm-hmm. I allowed this to continue on, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I allowed myself to stay in an environment that I knew wasn't healthy. Isn't it crazy right? how we all do that? God, we all do it. Yeah, at least once. I feel like there's one relationship that's like, like flaming up in my brain. And now looking back, I'm like, oh God, I've come so far. It took me a long time, but like somehow we all find ourselves. I'm yet to meet one person who hasn't found themselves in a situation like that at some point. Yeah, you you have to like, like what, like, like, like. I don't like the experience that I share with you, and you are a part of it. So you are a part. Since, so since you were a part of it, there's a blame that goes into it because how you reacted and responded, blah, 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 blah. Whatever you want to articulate it. But mm-hmm. the reality is, the way now who I am now, I am way more in control of myself and I'm way more knowledgeable, informed, and connected to my life's experience to say, like, I know who I am. And like, no, you don't. You're not going to... I'm not going to allow you to affect me that deeply in however depth I'm going to allow you to do so. Mm-hmm. 
is my responsibility. Right? Yeah, so, so true. You know what? Today when I met you and we were talking to my friend Ashley, yeah. it's exactly what I was telling her. She was mm. co- complaining to me about something, and yeah. I was like, girl, now's the time where this is all on you. Yeah. Like, you need to realize, like, this is all on you. Yes. You can't complain to me about this stuff anymore. Yeah. And she was like, wait, like, you're right. I'm like, you can't. Yeah. You, you got to stop. Yeah. This is, you're the only one who's in control of this. And yeah. And the tables. Yeah. Because, like, listen, life gives us hard stops all the time. Oh like, you, you think you get away right. with stuff along, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> no. Mm. It's over with Da, 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 da. Grow up, grow up, right? Man, right. So, man. so it doesn't matter so, how old you are, where you are. Exactly. You're gonna do it at some point. Exactly. So if if life does it, we are also in the same place. But we but thing is the problem is we keep giving ourselves away to mm-hmm. what is clearly not doing anything for us, it's right? It's just comfort. Yeah. Well, it's hard to um to understand that you're doing that. Yeah. If that's the way you've always been. Yeah. And you got to have some sort of like, and some people go their whole lives and never have some sort of wake up moment. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but at the same time, you know, if you're experiencing the same thing in in different categories Mm -hmm. and you don't like the feeling, and you you have not, if you don't like the feeling in all these different categories and you're the same person, your, your friends can't be honest with you because you take it personally, your any all these all those whatever the, the thing is, if you haven't taken that time and taken that space to say, man, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Why don't I like this? Why do I keep putting my? If you're not asking yourself those questions, there is something that now's is a the, challenge with you. That that is that. I, I want to say what's wrong it. with you. <laughs> no, I don't want to say that. I want to say something's wrong with you. But now's I will say this is a, cha- is a challenge. Yes. That you need to like so whoever's out here listening, whatever capacity, whatever, like like if you're going through something enough, you do not like the result of it, and you don't like how you are engaging in it. Take the time, shut the up, and ask yourself the questions: Why am I here? Why do I keep going through this? Why do I keep allowing myself to go through this? Mm-hmm. Take all the ownership, and do not move until. You start answering those questions. Because when you start answering those questions, you become more hypersensitive when you're back in those in those same scenarios. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't like that, and you will stop going through it as long yeah. until you won't go through it at all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Excellent perspective. Do you think while writing the book, there mm-hmm. was um, it required a lot of ego or emotion or? A little bit about it kind of seems like you're deconstructing ego a lot here. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you needed ego a little bit in order to, in order to to write the book? Um, mm, nah, nah, uh, uh-uh. uh, not, not, nah, mm. <laughs> no, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> not, not even close. Can't say, I can't say that. Uh, Matt, can't say that at all. Uh, <laughs> well, I just know that it's like commonplace no, for yeah, writers to be like, yeah. you got to tap into your ego a little bit and you got to kind of blow it up a little bit in order yeah, to be a good writer. But. Depending upon the, I, in, in, in this book, no. I, it, was, it was maybe in, this, in the, my next book, I mm-hmm. think there is a bit of ego how to be like, yo, like, like, burn, be vulnerable and be honest and be direct. Hold on, have you always been this way or is this a new thing? I, yeah, so I think at principle, and I say principle, I mean at, as a person, as a human being, I've been that way, but it was never as structured. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, you know, people who know me from back then would tell you that they saw something in me, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but the honing of it took the process. So you think you're a different person now than you were five years ago? Oh, yeah, like absolutely. How you present yourself totally different? Absolutely. The, the fucks I left, uh, the fucks I give are way less. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> along along that journey, did yeah. you lose a lot of friends? Of course, of course. You know, and, and a lot of friends I lost were were um, were not even just because of them. It was because of me, right? Mm-hmm. It because because I was changing for one, and because I was changing, they were used to the person that I was, right? Mm-hmm. But the ones that know me since who who saw who saw me as Vernon Jackson I always stayed around, right? You yeah. know, and some friendships are just or lifestyle friendships, you know, and you gotta understand that there's a the difference. That's a good way to put it, lifestyle friendships. Yeah, they're yeah. lifestyle friendships. And, you know, but at the same time, everybody matters. So, you know, it, it mattered to, you know, in in a point in the time that they were. And, and and maybe sometimes I did some in my growing, I did some bullshit that that jeopardized the friendship because of my lack of maturity at a time. Mm-hmm. You know? So again, there's ownership on throughout the whole process. Yeah. I'm not perfect. You know, I, I tell people like like me writing a book about dating from my perspective and relationships and, or the talks that I have about the topic is more the fact that I know who I am enough to go through the process that I won't lose myself because of the process. I know who I'm going to land on, and I know, I know who I am that I won't lose myself because so-and-so said they don't like me anymore or um, I'm going through a breakup or whatever the case is. I know who I am now, mm-hmm. and that's what the thing, that's, that's what it's all about because so many people, they go through a heartbreak, and they don't know who they are anymore. They don't know, they don't know like, their identity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that's so powerful. So, who is Vernon Jackson? Vernon Jackson is, um, um, first off, a son mm-hmm. of the father who takes ownership of their identity, who who identifies as a human being mm-hmm. that's constantly becoming, mm-hmm. um, and from that place, um, believing that the father, that the universe is love. And being made, and if I own that identity, that I'm made from love, and that fear holds me away in connecting to that love, and so I I choose to go through my life living from that place, and oh. everything else comes in how it how it comes in. You know what? That's so. I feel like people forget that it always boils down to love, no matter what. And as simple as it sounds, yeah, it really is that simple. Yeah, yeah, it really, yeah. really is. But I didn't get into how I love myself, and I and mm-hmm. identify what that was. Right? Did you have a? Did you have like a moment where you were like, "I've got to change," like I have got to change? Um, I mean, yeah, I I, I think where you know when I first started uh, going to crossroads, you know, it was just you know their teaching, um, you know, about relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um was what turned my heart. It's like, ah, there you go. Like, yeah. you know, it was like that thing that just had me looking at um, my experience as a human being and how I looked at relationship, not religion, at relationship, mm-hmm. totally different. Um, and, and so no matter what, you know, selfish things I do as a human being, um, I am connected to the experience so i have to be as honest as i can in my experience so there was so in that time like crossroads being you know like um as they are you know definitely um helped in that process Mm. yeah definitely helped in that process 
I've never been to Crossroads, but yeah, yeah. everybody always says great things about it. Yeah, you know, it's like it's it's one like you know when I first started going, you know, years back, my friend Courtney Harrison invited me out. You know, she you know first off she gave me a stack of CDs when CDs were CDs, and she's like, oh, we're talking about CDs here, <laughs> yo, yo, right? So she 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 gave me the stack of CDs, and I listened to all of them, and after that. I was crying at every in, at, at the, every one. I was, and then when I went to then I, then I went to the building, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like this is how my business to run, right? And I'm like this is so so cool. Then I sat in every week for a couple months. I was crying every service. Oh, that's so good though. Oh, that is yes, such a release. That's yes, amazing. Exactly. You know, so it was it was it was it was powerful. It mm-hmm. was definitely powerful. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's what came. So that's what it, that's where it, it started to really happen. And then so and then so what are some of the first things you did? Like for instance, I feel like I've um been going through a lot of change myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And something I feel like I started doing was creating boundaries. Yeah. And, yeah. and making them clear. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know how to be nice at when I say things that I mean. Yeah. But like making firm boundaries with people I never had them with before. Yeah. And it was like, whoa. This is amazing. Well, yeah, yeah. Life doesn't have to be this way anymore. Oh my god! Exactly. I'm glad exactly. I'm finally realizing this now. Exactly. That, that's 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 the that's the product. That's mm-hmm. the product of when you become self aware, and when you know, okay, the reason why I keep experiencing this experience because I didn't know when to stop for myself. Mm-hmm. So now, that's now where I know where to stop at. That's my boundary, mm-hmm. and it's not just my boundary protecting me from you. It's me protecting me from me going yeah. past it, right? So, yes. you know, so as I was saying earlier, like, when you start asking yourself those questions, like, oh, like, why do I keep going through these type of experiences? Then you get that healing, you know where your stop point is? Mm-hmm. All right, nah, mm-mm, no. Like, we asked, like, ah, right, no more. Done. So I can take. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> from distance now. Got to go. Right? Friendly, but not yeah, friends. Yes, yes, yes. Friendly, yes, but yes. not friends. Yo. I'm going to write that down. Yo. I'm stealing. Yo, for real. For sure. Yo, for sure. For sure. Oh, my God. So <laughs> tell me about, like, what you want. Do you understand? Uh, hold on. Mm-hmm. I can't write. And, and uh, no, Do your thing. So, you know, moving forward now, do you know, like, what you want in the future? Or, you know, like, do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? Are you just thinking about career? Do you want to move? Yeah, I think, I think I want all those things. I I, I tell anybody, like, I, I only want what's mine. I only want what's mine, right? Mm. And, you know, I want to experience, you know, life. I want to have, you know, have a family, you know, at whatever mm-hmm. capacity, however that looks. Um, ideally, um, you know, two, two parent, um, and we're in the house together. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want that experience. I want the, um, you know, experience. I love. I, I love my city, though. I love. I love, and I appreciate Cincinnati. You know, and I, and I want to, you know, keep investing here in every capacity because, yeah. you know, I think, I, you know, people with like myself a lot of times always move out of the city, um, and may establish what they look for, what they wanted in the city in other cities. Yeah, um, like that's me, right? That's what I did. Yeah, right. And then I came back, but the, right. I definitely uh, feel like I became um, me and grew into my own in a different. I had to leave here to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And so, like, okay, oh, this is what I have to offer. This is what I what I can bring to the table and what I learn about myself. To me, I you know I you know it took me some time, but I learned why I've been here, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, it's been a, you know you know it's been a great a great process. You know, when I was doing spoken word poetry and open mics, you know, back in the day yeah. for so long. And the scene I was able to create in that, you know, it's 
you know, it was it was it's been a, a pretty good experience to have something that people when they it, if they were transplants and they moved away like yo when you move to Cincinnati, talk to Vernon, hit up Vernon, follow his page, know what's going on in the city, mm-hmm. get a haircut by him, you know whatever case is like it it was it was it's really good being that kind of person. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's super cool. Did you always see yourself like that? Because um, I did read about you that from a young age, you've always um, had a way with words. Yeah, yeah. And just, weren't shy about that. Yeah, no. Nah, it was just one of the things where, like, now nah, I just had to practice it. And I wanted to make sure that I was, um, had, you know, I I know how I wanted to sound. I knew a look that I wanted. I know an experience that I was looking for. And the only thing I know as a, as a human being to, is to know that if I care about it that much, if I want it that much, I got to go and create it. Yeah. That's 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 it. Can't depend on anybody else. Not, no, no. Or, or looking for it in all the other places. Like, no, like, if, it's, if no, then create it. So what do you think uh, your next book is going to be about? So the next book is going to be a, um, a continuation almost of um, of Looking Glass, but it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be way deeper, going to be way deeper, a lot more um, uh, conversations okay. uh, to come out of it, a lot of journal opportunities. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be a thing. How are you going to go deeper? Well, you know, one with the questions. I think that, you know, with the uh, with the book itself, you know, it begs to ask the questions and I and one of my writing styles has been like to leave room for people to want to ask questions, not mm-hmm. give you everything here, but they want to talk and communicate about it, right? So that within itself is a very good technique that I'm using. Um, but definitely I'm gonna have sections and parts where asking questions and allowing people to journal and write down what their experience is. Like via asking, you know, via being asked those hard questions. Can I ask you about masculinity? Uh, go for it. So you mentioned toxic mas- masculinity. Or hypermasculinity, yeah. Hypermasculinity. Yeah. Can they be interchangeable? Is that kind of what, the same what, thing? It's, it's more the, I mean, it can, it can be. It can be, you know, you if, if it, too much of it can be definitely toxic. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So what um, do you, what is your definition of masculinity? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I never asked that question before. Um, if come off off the off the top, I would say being masculine um, as being. <laughs> I, was, I can't even say because it's I can't even say words I would use like strong or not nah, because but men and women are, are strong, um, femininity also. So it's like um, I never I never had to dissect that outside of like what other what the world experience of of masculinity was mm-hmm. you know um so i never my definition of, of being masculine i never had to define for myself mm-hmm. i just knew that i wasn't like that okay you know yeah. that, that's, I think that's the best way i can describe it right now yeah. the fact that you know there's oh i, I gotta have it this way macho strong duh, 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 duh. no i just i just i'm a human being who sure of himself and secure within himself, and and that's that is a man. That sounds like masculinity to me. <laughs> you know, taking responsibility for your actions. Yeah, I mean, but but this but this the same thing goes to being a mature woman. You mm-hmm. know, so you know, so yeah, so anything I it's, I thought that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. I feel like I um spent a lot of time thinking about the balance between masculinity and femininity. Yeah, and like as a woman, but also like in the world in general. And there is a lot of overlaps, but how can they complement each other? Because you know, in a relationship, um, a dominant female must also know when to respect 
her male if 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 it's in a heterosexual relationship, yeah. how to respect you know her male counterpart's masculinity and not you know and not dominate that, and yeah, not emasculate because that happens a lot as well. Yeah, but but then that's then that's all ego. It's not relationship at that point because mm. because even even in a dominant and and, mm. and submissive position. There's understanding that you're like I'm. This is this is where I am or how I am, but you like it because it compliments you, and you compliment me. So now the the toxicity in that is that is making you beneath me, you know, and treating you as if you are beneath me. That is where it becomes toxic. Gosh, right? So, so you know, you're either way, just, yeah, either way, either way, either way, yeah. Mm. Have you ever been Have you ever been in a relationship like that before? Where I was uh, submissive, or a woman that was like, well, uh, when you were treated disrespectfully, when you were like treated poorly. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's you know, it's more in. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But but not where I. There was some times where I feel like I was being talked down to or talked mm-hmm. or talked at, um, and I was like, oh, that's not that's not cool. You know, it's yeah. not cool at all. Right. Yeah. And you know, I had times when well, women may feel like you know because they may feel like I was talking at them, and I didn't feel like I was doing so. I'm like, no, I was like, just give you my truth and give you my honest, you know, my honest perspective. Yeah. So it's really trying to find again. You don't know until you find that find. You know, that you know, it may be how how they felt with you at yeah. that point and how I felt with them, but somebody else like nah, until they go through their life experience and say nah, that wasn't right. I, I actually never said that. And they understand the why behind why it was toxic and, and messed up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, Vernon, where do you have any? Tell me. Okay. Tell me your favorite thing, like your favorite excerpt or your favorite. That's how I don't want it. Tell me your favorite memory mm-hmm. through writing this book. Uh, my favorite memory. Um, or do you have a favorite excerpt? Or? Uh, it was. It was. Okay. So. The, if we go do the excerpt, um, I would say that I was n- I was never groomed to be mm. what you were taught to look for. You know, um, yeah. and um, that as we opened up our conversation earlier, it's like you're like, you know. What the world says you're supposed to have in in a, in a man and what a man's supposed to do, I was never taught to provide it like that. Mm-hmm. I was never groomed to be a person that, you know, just goes out and buys everything and do this kind of person and lead with with you know lead love from, with with money. You know what I'm saying? I was groomed into my life experience to to give love based upon a relationship. You know, well, don't so, you think that's better than? I think that's the right way. I mean, I, I would if think there's a right and wrong. I mean, I mean, right and wrong. I mean, exactly, right? It becomes like, like a little, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, but that was, but that was it. And so when you start experiencing dating, and like yo, like you know, and feel like people can be selfish with your with your re- like, yo, I know where my money comes from. I'm not making this this dump of money like that. I know every 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 stroke of my of. Of, of my clippers and, and my time that I do, every book that I sell or every time I'm getting paid to do a, a speaking engagement or an event or whatever the case is, I know I'm connected with the process of my time and my money. Mm-hmm. So when I'm giving of it and I'm like, yo, I'm not getting no kind of return on it in conversation, no kind of return on like, oh, like it's a partnership. Oh, let me take care of this for you. Let me, let me, I'm take care of the next meal or whatever the case is. I don't, I don't I'm like, I feel like I'm being used. 
Yeah. You know? Do you think that happens often in um, in male-to-female relationships? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if, if you're able to sit in some of the conversations at the barbershop, no matter what tax bracket a client has been, his effort, you know, like yo, like, I may have the, I may have the money, but I don't want to feel as if I'm being used for my money. Yeah. I still want to be like, oh, like, well, like, like I'm, I'm taking care of the tip, or I'm about if we go if we go into another bars, I'm a, I'm about drinks at the next bar. Don't worry about it. I got it. Yeah. You know, and like and they're like, oh my god. We, but also, all, like, all right, well, you know what? To counter that though, yeah, a lot of men, mm-hmm. not every man, but a lot of men like to show off their money, yeah, and buy a lot of things, or you know, buy the drinks, buy the dinners, whatever. Yeah, I am not gonna lie. I will. I don't expect it, but if someone's offering, you know, I'll do a, oh my God, no, stop. Right. So the man, ex- but then the man keeps going on it. I'm like, well, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, 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 no. So but like, I, you, you do you. You I, created this normal. That's what's up. I, I got it. I got it. And that's, and, and that's totally, I totally get it. Now, the person come up to you like, you're like, I'm always spending the money. That's different. Well, you always throwing it out there, right? And I try to offer, but as an offer, an actual like, you're like, no, stop it. I got this. Like or like, if the, if the check come here, take my card. You know what, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Okay. I I like to think that like, yes, those those um moments are great. Yeah. You know. But also, if you don't, if you're not connecting with the person underneath yeah. it all. Yeah. I kind of feel that like when you're connecting with the person, then you all have an understanding, and like that type of stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. Exactly. It kind of evens it's, it's, stuff you, evens you, itself out a little bit. Yeah. You almost just stay home at that point. You're like, you know what? I got for real. <laughs> I just want to be with you. I just want to love on you. That's all I want. <laughs> but no, like, but going out with a partner is good as well. I just know, yeah. like, I once dated a guy who, like, talked, I mean, it was obnoxious the way he talked about money, and I just, like, saw it. I felt that I saw it from a perspective of, like, you're just insecure about it, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And he had millions more than I do. Right, right. I had zero millions. <laughs> um, and... But then, at the same time, he would get mad when, like, I wouldn't pay for stuff. I'd be like, yeah. yo, dude, I don't, you're the one who's just bragging about money all the time and, like, buying it, you know? Right, like, right, right. Telling me, don't worry about it, and then expecting something in the back end. And I was like, yo, yeah. this is not working out. Yeah, because, because it's, a, it's a hard, comp- like I said before, no matter how much money someone has, it's a hard conversation. Well, we're all, not, and we're right? all taught not to talk about it, Yeah, you know? exactly. But, like, I feel that, like, eh, in today's yeah. world... Yeah. Sooner than later, you gotta have that convo. Like, are, like, are, like, is it is it equal rights or not? Like, is it what is it is it, mm-hmm. it, what, what, is it equal to a certain point? Or okay, what? I think I'm a pretty independent woman, and I'm yeah. very very in my masculine a lot. Right. At the same time, though, because of the way I was raised, I do like a gentleman who likes to take care. Not right. that not that I care about the money at all, but it's right. just like to me the meaning behind it. Yeah. You know, but I'm like, yeah, okay, great. I'll get you. I'll do something else. Of equal value, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like that. Yeah. So, so, so. so but, oh, but that's the way the world taught. So, I mean, there's not just pressure on y'all. And so, so, but, so then the, the conversation is, well, what's the rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, for every two dates, he pays for a paper the third one, <laughs> or every three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, whatever case is, you know what I'm saying, or however it works out. You know what I'm saying? Because. Yeah. You know, you get your bread too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you out here getting your cake. You know what I mean? I used to um, date this guy, and we would go out, and he would open a tab, and like everybody would get drinks on his tab, right? But yeah. then I would, I would, I would get his drinks, but I would go someplace else, and I would pay for them separately. Ah. Uh-huh. And I would right. pay for them like individually, and I was just like, "That's the way I got you, babe. Love you." <laughs> All, me and all my girlfriends are on your tab, but like I'm buying yours. Right, right. I'm paying cash money to buy yours. Oh drink, my so. god! See, see, see how you found it. You know, right? So, ladies, yeah. steal that. It works. Okay, it works. <laughs> it totally works. What does it work? 
Well, man, this has been amazing. I feel like we've been talking for hours and hours. For Congratulations sure. on your book. I cannot wait to read it, and I cannot wait for your second one. Thank you. And I was scoping your Instas. You run three of them. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have an adorable dog, but you do a lot of charity work for the community through the barbershop, yeah. and it seems like yeah. other platforms as well. Yeah. Now, right now, that um, what I'm focusing on is um, cutting hair for, um, you know, the, the you know the 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 group that the groups whether they're autistic or um or wheelchair users mm-hmm. uh, or you know whatever the you know um the challenge they may have you know for kids i've been doing cuts i've been um, taking one of my off days once a month to kind of just focus on it so i can have more time that's awesome yeah and, and not have to worry about having a barbershop full of people or that kind of experience oh that sounds really fun yeah i know it's a sacred place i've always wanted to sit in but i'm not going to be the one to come in and ruin the party I know. you know you know, you know noble barb and beauty we're 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 a good vibe you know if you ever want to come in and say hi and have a conversation here and there you're more than welcome to i've never been there but i know um it's familiar your logo's familiar and everything where exactly are you located so people can find we're you on a corner of highland and donahue and Coryville, or across the street from mecklenburg gardens three blocks down from chipotle mm. um, on mlk by uc hospital nice yeah nice. noble barb and beauty and what is your website and your Instagrams? So my Instagram is my personal is um, the best, the number one in the word period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right, the best one period. Um, website is authorburnandjackson.com. We can go uh, purchase the book. Um, also look for a signed copy. Um, and also for the barbershop is noblebb.com mm-hmm. and noblebb um, on Instagram. All right. Yeah. Well, man, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Everybody, this is Vernon Jackson. Look him up, spend time on it, and uh, get involved. Uh, we'll see you Matt. soon. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You're fantastic.